just give you all the praise, honor, and glory. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, welcome to Arise 2022. Amen. Hallelujah. We are excited about what God is doing. He's been doing tremendous work every night and during the day sessions as well. And we believe that this is our special, you know, at the end, uh, when you go to Disney World or Disneyland, at the end, you get the fireworks. And uh, I believe the fireworks are here. No pressure, no pressure whatsoever. Well, let me tell you something about this man that I'm about to introduce, and he's been here many times, and many of you have been touched by uh, his ministry here. Uh, but uh, I had heard about Kevin and Veronica for years and years because, you know, I was tied with Kenny. Kenny's been like a brother to me for so long, since probably 93, 92, somewhere around there. And uh, so I'd always heard about Kevin, but I'd never met him, never met him at all. And uh, I decided to go hear him one night, and of course his uh, daughter was speaking, so I didn't get to hear him. But he went up there and he began to prophesy, and it was like, uh, the Lord just um, just picked me out of the crowd, and he began to speak to things that he had no ability to know about uh, in regards to my life and into my ministry. And uh, it was one of those life-altering moments in the corporate presence of the Lord, and I was so eternally grateful for that night and grateful for both of you, which spoke things over me that broke things, you know. We talked about the fifth column last night. That broke part of the fifth column in my life, and, um, and it, it, it just freed me to be who I'm supposed to be, and I'm grateful for that. And I know that he has had, uh, the Lord has used him to do that to many people around this world, and uh, he's going to do it tonight. The Holy Spirit is here. Amen? And praise God. We don't look to a man, we look to a vessel. We look to the Holy Spirit flowing through a vessel. And praise God, let's give a warm welcome for Kevin Powers as he comes up and ministers the word of the Lord. Wow. I told Kevin Varnell, Pastor Kevin, to be on standby. I said, I might just fall out in the spirit and you'll have to finish it up. <laughs> Fred Brothers taught us that at Rama. Fred Brothers said, if you ever get in a spot where you just seem overwhelmed, just fall out on the floor and they'll think, ooh, he's really in the spirit. Amen. <laughs> Bob Yandian did that the other day. Praise God. <laughs> Isn't God good? Wow. It's exciting to be in the house in the company of these great men and women of God. It's very humbling. Very humbling. Someone asked me today, do you still get nervous before you go up? I said, that's why I run out two or three times to the restroom before I preach. Amen? You know how you get nervous, right? And... Uh, I know that the Spirit of God has ordained tonight this conference. How many of you with an uplifted hand would say you've already been transformed in this meeting? Come on, look around at the hands tonight. 
Amen. Say it with me. Say, he's not done yet. Say, this isn't the ceiling where it ends. This is just the floor where it begins. Say, God is shaping you. Come on, keep your hand up. He is forming me. He is bringing me now into the destiny for which I was born. No demon in hell can stop it. No circumstance or situation will cause it to pause. Say it with me. Say, I am going. I'm taking my place. And I'm going to finish this thing strong. Now give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Praise God. Well, thank you for coming. Amen. Hallelujah. I got a word. I got a word. I got a word. Everybody say, thank God for the word. Hallelujah. Thank you, mighty God. Le preneste que heste yene meneso. Lombreba sandedeste. Le bregiste ki kia yeste yene menese. Lo prodos o puncheneke. Nikepa ta aya ya kemeneso. Lembre bara nege nita tombombre. Beyaka loto unde ninge bea shenge ligrasta. Lobroso son dombele estea. Namba eche yene menenese ke katanaya son doya yandene gondula bachande longrondo sobonuse. For what comes now? What is it that we shall see? For winds are blowing and turmoil seems to be all around, you see. But the Lord would say unto you with great confidence even this night, Do not fear or fret about the darkness that is in the night. For the light shall surely begin to break forth. And surely you shall begin to see. For this reason you were raised up and born for this time in eternity. For I've called you to the kingdom for a time such as this. And I've equipped you with everything that you need to finish and to navigate this mess. And you'll see, says the Lord, even this hour that's now at hand. Great Great manifestations of the spirit that shall flow forth across this land. And there's a calling deep to deep. Yes, indeed, those that have ears to hear will hear what the spirit does say. As he begins to call each member of the body of Christ into the place that he's called them to be, to function with destiny and power, the Lord said, in me. So be of good courage tonight. And know 2023 will be a year of demonstration beyond anything that you have ever seen. <laughs> Signs and wonders and miracles shall flow. 
and it shall begin to grow and grow and grow. But lo, not just with the fivefold ministry will it be, but through every member of the body that has ears to hear what the Spirit would say unto thee. So rejoice tonight and gird yourself up and be ready to run. For the time of walking and crawling is done. Now's the time and momentum begins to shift. And the Spirit of God will begin to lift the church into that place that the prophet said it would be. A church manifesting the glory of God like he ordained it should be. And the enemy will not have an answer for the mighty flow of the glory that shall come forth from the body of Christ and the light shall pierce the darkness and the darkness shall not prevail for this is the hour that the church will put their foot on the head of the devil and break the back of hell and the glory of the Lord shall sweep across the land perfect the church to be the glorious church that God decreed and released from his very hand and even tonight even tonight in this place there'll be a shift and a click into everyone's divine destiny and revelation shall come and revelation shall flow and pieces of the puzzle that have been missing shall now illuminate and glow and you'll know you'll know in your heart this is what he said for me to do and all of heaven will back you up as you obey that which God has put in your heart to do and know out of your belly will flow rivers like you've never known before this is the army of God that is flowing forth from the ceiling to the floor and the enemy shall not <laughs> he shall not be able to prevail so listen tonight to what the spirit of the Lord says for he prophesies the demise of hell for a short season the enemy will seem to have a great momentum at his back. But that's when Jesus shall strike the death blow and he is coming back. So rejoice tonight in the house of the Lord. Don't look for the Antichrist. Don't look for that which would be from the darkness and the enemy. But fix your eyes on Jesus, the captain of your salvation. And fill the place in the army of God he's called you to be. And surely you will be those who know total victory. For we are that glorious church church without spot blemish and wrinkle that's the church that prophesied with me but don't look for it tomorrow or next week for it's already started in each of thee so rise up rise up rise up rise up rise up in Jesus mighty name for now says the Lord 
the tables have turned and the church shall regain everything that's been stolen and lost. Everything the enemy has robbed shall be returned and the church shall go forth. Oh, with great anointing and oh, with great victory and oh, with great riches and nothing shall be impossible to thee. Hallelujah. 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 My, my, my. My, my, my. Woo. You just get over. You just get over. You just get over. Amen. And wow. Wow, my, 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 my. My heart was just pounding tonight because I know that, that there is going to be such a transformational work. Pastor, use some bigger words than I can last night. This is a transformational work, you see. It, it, it's a translate. Confusion will surely go. For there's been a confusion not only in the world, but a confusion in the church. Am I this or am I that? Am I this or am I that? And great frustration has been in the body of Christ, you see, because they weren't sure exactly what they were called to be. But surely in this hour, says the Lord, will revelation spring through loud and clear and you will see and know what it is that God has ordained you and how it is you are to flow and you'll step in you'll step in you'll see and you'll say this is the easiest thing I've ever done just being what God called me to be so rejoice tonight and know that the season of frustration of your identity now does go and you will begin to see discern and be able to be everything that the Lord Jesus called you and placed you in the body to be hallelujah hallelujah amen isn't it awesome to find your place? Isn't it awesome to know what it is God's called you to do? One of the most frustrating places is, is trying to be something you're not. Trying to function in a place you're not called to function. Amen. It's finding that anointing. It's finding that place. And, and there's a great shift. It's been going on for several years. Let me put this on here before it spills. A great shift that's been going on for several years. Around 20 19, 2018, God spoke to me and said, there's a shift taking place. And you're going to see people that's going to shift in the ministry. Ministry gifts are going to shift. They're going to shift. you got people that are functioning in an office, but it's not necessarily their office. It's not necessarily where they're called to be. Can they function there? They can function there because they're called, but it's not, it's not what God's called them to do. And this shift has taken place. And a lot of people, as they move into their spot, folks aren't going to understand it. Why would you leave this to go to that or why why are you moving in this direction because God is aligning us this is the time where every one of us have to be in the place God's called us for maximum production are you listening maximum 
production. I know some folks that were born without arms and they have to use their feet. You've seen them. They can do incredible things with their feet, but still yet, as even well-trained as their feet are, it still don't work as good as having the hands. Are you listening? And so so the church has been handicapped. We, we've been kind of a special needs church, if you will. We've got people doing things that they're not really graced to do or gifted to do, but they're having to function because these folks over here won't step up and do what they need to do so they're having to cover other positions but God everybody say but God he that has ears to hear hears what the spirit of God is saying and and people are going to shift and they're going to move we're going to see in this season there's not going to be a lack of manpower pastors I'm speaking to you now there's not going to be a lack of manpower so much frustration because pastors look around and they say we're missing people here we're missing people there we need help here we need help there but yet the manpower doesn't seem to be there and you're handicapped and some folks are doing seven jobs some people are doing eight jobs and, and, and you know but God is raising things up God is shifting things and pastors help is on the way. Amen. I'm talking about skilled laborers that are going to come up from amongst your ranks and are also going to come in from other places because there's some folks that have left churches that are going to return to churches. There's some people that have left because of offense and they're going to come back humble. Hear me pastors, get ready and don't throw up the sign of the cross when you see them coming up the driveway and like, oh dear God, we thought we got rid of them. God said I'm changing their hearts and they're going to come back in and they're going to repent. They're going to repent because God's going to get a hold of their heart and they're going to return. There's going to be a return. There's going to be a return of people that you thought, dear God, did you see who just came in today? Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Get ready for it because there's going to be a lot of dear gods coming up. Amen. Because there's going to be people returning to churches because that's where God planted them and they finally come out of the stupor and the deception that the enemies brought to them. Amen. And so, so get ready, pastors. Like I say it with me, say helps on the way. Amen. God is bringing this shift. He's bringing this transformation. He's bringing this season to the body. Amen. I am so excited as I stand here tonight because of what I feel and see in the spirit. You know, a lot of talk about what's going on and, and we go over into the, the rooms, the rooms. You see, those that don't just drink the Kool-Aid, but they want to know what the Kool-Aid's made out of. Are you listening? I, I mean, you know, and we understand that there's an agenda happening. The Lord gave me a prophecy. I'm not going to share, uh, you know, go line by line other than to say in 20. 21 in, in, in February of 2021 out in Tucson, Arizona, uh, I'm sorry, October of 2021, God gave me a prophetic word, and as I was praying in the Spirit, uh, three times I came over into English, as I just praying in tongues, just whoop, right over into English, whoop, right back into tongues, and the Lord said, the time has not yet come. And I came back into tongues and prayed for a season. The time has not yet come. Went back into tongues and prayed for a season. The time has not yet come for the Antichrist agenda to be in full manifestation. He went on to say, as the hurricane is still out in the water, you begin to feel the winds of the hurricane. He said, we are now feeling the winds of the hurricane that is to come, but now is the hour of the church. The church has been worrying about the hurricane that is to come. 
We're focused on the winds we feel. We're focused on the, the, the evidence of what the wind is doing and the things that are happening. And he went on to say again, the hour's not yet come for the Antichrist agenda to be in full-blown manifestation. There is a window now. This is the hour of the church. This is the hour and the season for the body of Christ to step up and be what God's called us to be. Amen. A few years ago, I read a little blurb that was written by then the former coach of Kansas State basketball. And the blurb was about the kids of today. And he said, everybody says we have bad kids today. No respect for elders. No, no manners. Are you listening? My wife and I stopping at stores. Grown men, grown men. My wife opens the door and the grown man walks out while my wife holds the door. Are you listening? No manners, you see. And they say, kids are bad today. Kids are bad today. And as he said, I'm going to echo his sentiment. We don't have bad kids today. We have bad parents today. And there's a friend of mine who's up in heaven tonight. He'd say, tell the truth and shame the devil. We have bad parents, which results in bad kids. I will say this as well. When you have strong demonic activity in a city or in a nation, you have weak churches. Are you listening? Weak churches give permission to demonic spirits to influence the masses. But strong churches will break the influence of those demon spirits one life at a time. Are you listening? So we've gone through a season over the last 20 some odd years where the whole philosophy of church changed. Pastor alluded to some of it last night. Let's hand out a questionnaire and find out what they want. Let's give them what they want so we can pack it out, right? And all of the things they wanted, the whole church world bought into it. I could expect folks that, that haven't cut their teeth on the power of the Holy Ghost, amen, that they wouldn't have bought into it, but they did. They jumped on board, pastors that were frustrated. They'd pastored for years. Their church wasn't growing, so they conceded to try to gain growth. Once you, once you compromise to get, you understand, you're going to lose it in the end anyway. Over the last 20 years, the church has been dumbed down. Everybody say dumbed down. The church has been calmed down. Everybody say calmed down. Amen. The church has gone through a transformation that now fulfills Paul's prophecy to Timothy. In the last days, in 2 Timothy 3, 5, he said, there will have a form of godliness, but they'll deny the power. Amen. Not just speaking in tongues, not just gifts of the Spirit, but, but Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost and 
power. So when you're talking about power, you're talking about the third person of the Godhead. And the church, the church willfully conceded and told the Holy Spirit, we want what you want, but we don't want you to act. We don't want you to show up. But see, when the Holy Spirit genuinely has permission and shows up, he wants to say something, he wants to reveal something, and he wants to do something. Amen. And so what we've had is we've had a a, a series of, of, and I don't even blame that side of the congregation. I blame this side. Are you listening? Because we've had individuals who have headed the wrong direction. But now God. Everybody say, but now God. Now God, let me read you a scripture. Let me read you a scripture. We're going to take you somewhere tonight. Everybody say we're transitioning. Amen. We're becoming what God's called us to be. Amen. Pastor said it last night. We're dealing with the fifth column. Amen. We're dealing with some things tonight. We're seeing a transformation. We're seeing a translation. We're seeing God bring us to where he wants us to be. So we do have to look in the mirror. We really do. We have to look in the mirror. You know, it's kind of like you look in the mirror and you think, well, I don't look like I've gained that much weight till someone takes a picture of you. And then you're like, oh, wow. Wow. Everybody say, wow. And see, the church has just been looking in the mirror and we think we still look all that. You know, we're looking good and we got all of that. But, but God took me through a litmus test. If that's the right way to say it, that's the way I'm going to say it. Litmus test of what we ought to be looking at. Amen. And I want to I take us there tonight. I want to share three things with you. Uh, God actually showed me the end from the beginning. He gave me the end of the service uh, before he did the beginning of the service. Amen. And so we're going to try to get to the end tonight. Amen. As, as quickly as we might be able to. And I want to, uh, I want to take us on a journey tonight. I, I, you know, wow. What a great exhortation by the young preacher up here tonight. Amen. Wow. I want to say just hand him the mic. Amen. You don't need me to come up. The anointing's already on that fella, praise God. And that's just, a, that's just the proof of the product of what this ministry's raising up, isn't it? Come on, give this house a hand clap tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want to read the same verse of Scripture but from three translations. And then I'm just going to jump in and share my heart, and we're going to flow. We may prophesy a little bit here and prophesy a little bit there. Amen. Here a little, there a little. We're just going to do what God's called us to do. There will be a restoration of the fivefold ministry. We're going to see people that have been functioning, I have to come back to this again, in a gift, and they've had success, but that's not what they're called to be. We're going to see a shifting. Don't think it's strange when you hear your friend saying, hey, Everybody say, hey. Hey. 
Hey, he's getting ready to tell you. She's getting ready to tell you. I've been doing this, but God has showed me this is what I'm supposed to do. And the shift is going to be on. And what's going to happen? The church is going to begin to get strong. Amen? When everybody hits their place and functions in their assignment, because you see, that's what God is doing in this hour. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Pretty familiar scripture. Uh, we could read on, and you have to be careful because other verses holler at you and say, talk about me too. But I just want to try, try to hold steady with just the first and second verse, and, and we'll give three and four and five and some of them other ones in this 12th chapter uh, uh, some time later. Amen? But verse 1 says in the King James, Wherefore, seeing we are also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin, and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. We're going to find three things in this tonight. I'm not preaching a homiletical message. I just... I just Ask the Lord to help me with a passage that could articulate the things I'm getting ready to share. And this is where he took me. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 12. Again, verse 1 from the Living Bible. Since we have such a huge crowd of men of faith watching us from the grandstands. Everybody say watching us from the grandstands. Say huge crowd. Everybody say huge crowd. Of men and women, men and women of faith, watching us. Everybody say watching. Say it again. Watching us from where? The grandstands, all right? Watching us from the grandstands, let us strip off anything that slows us down or holds us back and especially those sins that wrap themselves so tightly around our feet and trip us up. And let us run with patience the particular race that God has set before us. See, what he's saying is, is we've been running, but now he's going to shift us into our particular race. The assignment, the reason why you were born. Amen? Some folks live and die, Brother Hagin said, concerning ministers, and never step into the first phase of their ministry. Live and die. They preach, they pastor, they travel, they do it, but never never step into the first phase of their ministry, meaning they, they started, but they never really found where their specific assignment was. In that specific assignment, you were going to find everything that you need. You were going to find the resources. You're going to find the anointing. You're going to find the revelation. You're going to find the joy. You're going to find the victory if you are in that assignment. That's why I don't believe that there are three wills of God, a good will, an acceptable, or a perfect. I believe that folks are functioning outside the will of God, and God blesses them as far as he can, but when you get into his perfect will, it is good and it is acceptable, amen? There are things there that you'll never access anywhere else. 
There are giftings for the calling you have that you'll never access unless you step into that position and into that assignment. A prophet is never going to understand the magnitude of that gift until he moves and surrenders over into that position. Then the revelation gifts begin to function because that's part of his equipment. An evangelist is going to move over into that assignment like Philip did before he was ever called an evangelist. He was just a faithful man in the church and he was selected among seven just to work in the, in the, the, the natural side of the ministry and his faithfulness then promoted him to a crusade in Samaria and immediately when he stepped into that crusade as the evangelist preaching his primary message, Jesus Christ and him crucified and resurrected, he strapped on gifts of healing and working of miracles and gifts of special faith and begin to prove that the gospel was true by the things that he did. Are you listening? There are things awaiting you in the assignment God has for you that you will never access until you step into that place. I believe it this way. When you're born again, a well springs up to everlasting life. John 4. Everything you need to be Christ-like is in that well. But Jesus said, hey, for those of you who are still thirsty, bring that well on over here and we'll transform it into a river. He that's thirsty, let him come and drink. Amen. And out of your belly shall flow what? Rivers of what? Living water. He didn't say river. Rivers. What are the rivers? It's nine supernatural gifts listed in 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 11. Those are the rivers Jesus was talking about. Nine manifestations of the the spirit that every believer has access to but if you stop there you fall short when you step into your assignment then there are some of those gifts that are there to to be equipment that you need to do what he's called you to do you just got to walk in the full measure of it amen like one person said my name's not jimmy but i'll take all you give me amen you're going to have to make up your mind. I'm not stopping short. Mighty clouds of joy. Anybody ever heard of mighty clouds of joy? Amen. You need to go, you need to, go to YouTube and YouTube mighty clouds of joy. Amen. Gospel group. I'm talking a soul group. We don't seem no ways tired. We've come too far from where we started from. Nobody told me the road would be easy, but I can't believe he brought me this far to leave me. Amen. My father-in-law, you say it this way. If you never run into the devil, that's a good indicator you and the devil are going the same way. That's why Brother James said, get happy if hell's breaking loose. Knowing this, the trying of your faith. The devil's afraid of that faith. That's why he's coming. That's why hell's pounding all around you. Boom, 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 boom. Paul said, tripled on every side. Ah, but I'm not distressed. Persecuted, I'm not in despair. Cast down, but I'm not destroyed. Knocked out, but I'm not knocked. I, I, I may be knocked down, but I'm not knocked out. Amen. Why? Because they understood something. When you stand in your God-called assignment, just like Jesus, the enemy can hit you with his best shot and he can't take you out. Just read the Gospels. They came for him. They had stones in the hand. They were going to stone him. And whoop, he walked right out of the midst. Sometimes we think he dropped on the ground and he army crawled out of the midst of the... He did. He walks right out of the middle of them going... 
right out of the middle. I'm like, yo. Why? Because when you're in the assignment God's called you to, there is a supernatural protection that God has on you. Are you listening? I didn't tell you to be stupid. But I'm telling you tonight, God is bringing the church into a place that I don't believe the church has been in for quite some time. Amen. Listen, let me read the rest of this. Did I read the whole thing? Let me read the rest of it. Especially those things that wrap themselves so tightly around our feet and trip us up. And let us run with patience the particular race that God set before us. Keep your eyes on Jesus, our leader and instructor. He was willing to die a shameful death on the cross because of the joy he knew would be his afterwards. And now he sits at the place of honor by the throne of God. Amen. Now listen to this out of the message. Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way. All these veterans are cheering us on. Are you listening? All of those great men and women of faith who are watching from heaven are cheering us on. Here in 2022, Jewish calendar said we done started the new year, but soon our calendar will flip into 2023. And everybody said, hell on earth, the Antichrist, the devil. But I'm telling you, God said just what pastor said. He saved the best for last, the best miracles, the best manifestations, the best demonstrations, the best moves of God, the greatest harvest, the greatest season. Paul, Peter, James, John, all of the Old Testament, Testament saints set up there in heaven looking down saying why couldn't we have been born then why couldn't we be living there now oh oh because there is something that God has saved for this generation that no other generation has accessed before this is not the time to bury your head in the sand. This isn't the time to buy your, 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 your five years of, of powdered meals that you mix with water. Are you listening? This isn't the time to be looking for, for a bunker where you can have, you know, cannons and grenades and fire launchers and all. No, no. This is the hour to be locked and loaded with the Holy Ghost and power. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Woo. I probably should have put the tennis shoes on before. This is our time. Amen. Hallelujah. They're cheering us on, guys. All of them that come before us are cheering us on. They're saying, now's the time. Amen. Let me read it. It means, let me read it. Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way. All these veterans are cheering us on. It means we'd better get on with it. Look at your neighbor and say, you better get on with it. Why are you dawdling? Why are you delaying? Why are you dragging around, kicking your lip? Whew. 
My father-in-law would say, some saints come into the house with their lip hanging so low they could suck a marble out of a gopher hole. Amen? <laughs> and the twin with that statement is, as other saints come in with a face so sad they could make an undertaker weep. Amen? Everybody say, get on with it. Get on with it. Amen. Don't you know there's a time we just got to get on with it? We got to get on with it. We got to get on with it. Amen. Tap the person next to you and say, get on with it. It means we better get on with it. Strip down, start running, and never quit. Everybody say, never quit. Amen. What are you going to quit? What are you going to do if you quit? Where are you going to go? Where are you going to turn to? Amen. My, 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 my. You used to think, how in the world can we be in the last days and people are falling away and they won't come to church? And, and it's like, what's wrong with you? Man, you just want to shake them. Amen. Slap them. Do whatever you can to say, wake up out of this delusion and this deception. We are closing in on this season. It is here. It's among us now. Revival is already bringing out. The Lord chastened me recently and said, don't you ever say again, revival's coming. He said, just because you don't see it don't mean it's not here. There's other nations in this world that are in great revival right now. Amen. Everybody say never quit. No extra spiritual fat. No parasitic sins. Keep your eyes on Jesus who both began and finished this race we're in. He began it and he finished it. Study. How he did it. Glory to God. Because he never lost sight of where he was headed. Study. 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 Amen. Study how he did it. How'd he do it? How'd he do it? You have to study. Amen. Because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way. Cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honor right alongside God. So I read those. And I thought, boy, those, them really just, they're just checkmate. Check, check mark. Hey, all the checks. Everybody say all the checks. Mate, Mark, and... Amen. Checkers, I guess. Amen. So, when I read that, I saw, first of all, I'm going to combine Hebrews 12.1 from the Living Bible with the message. The very first part of the verse 1. Since we have such a huge crowd of men of faith watching us from the grandstands, do you see what this means all of these pioneers who blazed the way, all these veterans are cheering us on. 2019, 2016, 17, 18, and first half of 19 was some of the toughest years of our life because we tried to function in a position we weren't called to. We weren't graced to do. 
And, and we, 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 we went down financially. I went down mentally. I went down spiritually. I was at a point where I was ready to throw in the towel. I called a friend of mine who I had learned to gauge oil wells at. He came to a church we pastored in Texas in the, in the years between 9 and 15. And I called him to see if he could get me a job. So we weren't making it. And I said, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this. Money wasn't coming in. We were preaching three time, or two, three times a week, even having special meetings. Amen. And I tell you what, we were running. We were running uh, really about 1,000 people, only catching about 15. Some of you will get that in a minute. And I called him. I told Veronica, I said, we'll move back to Texas. We'll gauge. I'll gauge him. What was that? He told me if, if he let me teach teach me everything about the job he said you'll be making at least 150,000 a year sound good to me and I was trying to convince it sounded good to the Holy Ghost too <laughs> and I called him and you know what he said if you'd have called me last week I had a job but I filled it now and I'm like what are we going to do now In the midst of all of this, in the midst of all of this, pastor preached it last night. God told me, I want you to go back and study the giants. Study those that have come before you. These these people in the grandstands, right? These individuals who had a ministry like Jesus. I'm not interested in how charismatic you are when you preach or how, you know, how, how articulate you are. Paul learned that out. He tried it on Mars Hill. He waxed eloquent. He waxed eloquent explaining who the unknown God was. And when he got done there in that 12th chapter of waxing eloquent, only a few people believed. When he came to the Corinthians, he said, I don't want to know nothing about that. I don't care which God you got, which God you don't got. I'm just here to tell you about Jesus, amen, and him crucified. Are you listening? And he said, and my speech and preaching was not with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and power. And Paul rocked the city. Are you listening? He said, it ain't going to come that way. Amen. He said, I don't want you to read books by those of this error. Not that some of them don't have good stuff to say. But he said, I want you to look for those who had a ministry that looked like Jesus. Not only did he preach with authority, but he had authority to back it up. Devils came out, the dead were raised, the sickness left the bodies, the miracles took place, and he said, read after them. Go look after them. And so I begin to look at men like Smith Wigglesworth and men like John G. Lake. Are you listening? Men like William Seymour. And you can ask my wife, I stay up all night long. I mean, I'd come to bed at 6 in the morning after staying up all night long and looking at stuff on YouTube, on documentaries and books that I bought, you know, through the iBooks and those things and read and reread and looked at them again and got every, you know, thing I could on Wigglesworth, you see. But it's always been fascinated by him and I read 
read them and looked at what they did. And, and, and uh, women like Catherine Kuhlman watched autobiographies on her life and the miracles and watched her in action and watched the power of God and read stories about a little woman about four foot nine, ten year, ten uh, in height, not a tall at all, Maria Woodward Edder, powerful woman of God that not only did miracles but had unusual manifestations of God that happened in her ministry. And read about Amy Simple McPherson where the entire sanctuary of her church was, was, was decorated with crutches and wheelchairs and walkers and all of these braces of people that came in one way and left another and I said these are the ones that we must look at. We've got to look at it said it there, study study to see how it was done. Are you listening? And so that's what I began to do and then I began to realize as I was doing that I don't want their mantle I want to know what did they do to get the mantle? You go fishing with somebody and they they know what they're doing. They can send you home with a mess of fish. But once you eat the last one, if you don't know how to fish yourself, God wants us to know what we need to do to get the mantle. Because you see, when you're running a relay, you have the 4x100 or 4x400 relay. You always put your fastest man last. That is, if the other one's dogged around and went slow, you want somebody that can make up the distance. And I'm telling you tonight, we've got to make up some distance. We've got to recover. Before we can take new ground, we've... you see. Have you ever heard somebody say, I need to get back to where I used to be? And they're always talking about, like, I need to go back to where I used to be. I need to go back. No, 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 no. You never go back. You never go back. The problem is, if you've lost ground, backwards forward. We're not going to go back. We have backslid and back is now forward. So before we can take new ground, we got to come back and take the ground we've already lost. Are you listening? We have to recover what we willfully surrendered. The devil has no authority to take it from you. You have to yield it to him. We can't stop his assault, but like Brother Hagin said, you can't stop the bird from, from flying over your head, but you can stop him from building a nest in your hair. Are you listening? And so we have to recover what we've lost, what we've lost, what we've willfully. And that's what Jesus said. He didn't say they, they lost their first love. He said they left it. Amen? And so now we are the last generation of the body of Christ that will touch planet earth before Jesus comes back. None of us know exactly when because God will never tell us those things because he doesn't want us walking by sight. He wants us walking by faith. Amen? And not only will he not tell us those things, but he doesn't reveal to us Everything that we're going to go through as we walk in his plan. Because if he did, two things would happen. One, some folks would never back out of the driveway and begin. Some of you, if you knew what you would go through when you said, I'm called to preach. Hallelujah. 
Amen? And other people would look at the plan, Pastor Kevin, and they would say, well, you know what? I don't think I need this, 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 and this. I'm just going to take that out. Amen? So God shows us what we need to see. So God said, you have to look. Look at them. Read after them. Find out, find out what they did to get the mantle. And I know God has always used people. God's always used people. But I don't know so much that it is that he picked certain people to be really awesome and some to be mediocre. I I think, you know, everybody has a different skill set. Everybody has a different assignment. And we have to stop judging what our assignment is by someone else's because not every two assignments are the same, right? And what is success and 100%? You know, I I firmly believe some guy's going to get to heaven that pastored a church of 150, and they're going to get a much bigger reward than the guy that pastored 5,000. Amen? Because it has has no merit on the bodies in the seat. we got to stop looking. Yes, there should be fruit. And I don't want to go down that road there. But I'm telling you, you have to be in your assignment. You have to be in your called place. And so, so you have to find out what they did to get the mantle. And that's what I begin to do. And I begin to read Wigglesworth. And I begin to read John G. Lake. And I begin to see the scenes in their life of things that happened. John G. Lake facing down the Blackwater fever. David, it's malaria on steroids. I mean, the foam of that dead person got on your body. Any fluids from their body during that Blackwater fever there in, in, in Africa where he was a missionary. If it touched you, you died. It, didn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't like the things we just walked through that, that you, you could die or you might die. Or ooh, No, 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 you did die. You were dead. You were dead. $1,000 a day in the early 1900s they paid those that would bury the dead. $1,000 a day. What would that be like today? Bodies were stacking up in the streets. They put them in mass graves. John G. Lake and members of his church would strip down to their underclothes and get out there and bury bodies as they're praying and people are getting healed and and his congregation are catching a hold of truth. And and the scientists watched John G. Lake and I went to John G. Lake's ministry and even even heard the story from someone preaching about it just to verify it. And, and, And they said that the scientists came to John G. Lake and said to him, they're all hazmatted up. They're head to toe hazmat. 1900 hazmat. Mad. Are you listening? I don't know what that looks like, but, but it, I'm sure it was pretty heavy duty. And, and they said to him, why aren't you dying? How can you handle these dead people and not die? And John G. Lake said, I think you might want to do an experiment on me. And they said, okay, what would that be? They said, go over there. He said, that dead guy over there, you see the foam coming out of his mouth? Go get some of that foam and put it under your microscope, and, and you'll see that there are alive germs right there. And they did. And the germs were alive and moving. They, they, they lived for quite a little bit after the dead person died. And, and he said, now, I'm going to take my hand and put it under the microscope. And I want you to take these germs and put it in my hand. And they're like, oh, no, we can't do that. Yes, put it in my hand and watch what happens. And so they thought, well, if he wants to die, that's up to him. They put it in his hand. And as soon as the germs touched his hand, the germs instantly died. Instantly. Instantly. And they looked at him and said, how can this be? He said, I live under a higher law. Amen. Woo! The law, Romans 8, 2, of the spirit of life in Christ makes me free from the law of sin and death, the law of sickness and disease, the law of poverty and lack. John G. Lake told him, but on the other hand, 
if I would operate in fear, the pores of my skin would open and it would absorb the disease. What is one of the big things the devil's done through this season we've gone through? Fear, 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 fear. I saw John G. Lake walk through it. And I saw not only did he have great success in the early part, but in the last part of his life, he went to Spokane, Washington and modeled healing rooms after John Alexander Dowie. Listen, Dowie, Dowie in Zion, Illinois, he did not even have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Charles Parham went to Zion, who started in Topeka when the Holy Ghost was poured out, to preach the baptism, and Dowie told him, we don't want that. This messed with my Pentecostal theology. How could Dowie? How could Dowie? My, my, my. P.C. Nelson. Some of you got some books by P.C. He was a Baptist preacher for like 30, 40 years. Got filled with the Holy Ghost. And he said when he was a Baptist, he went to a John Alexander Dowie meeting. And a woman was brought up with a tumor. That was growing out of her mouth. Purplish. And it was almost the size of her head. And the only way they treated that was they would put, put uh, uh, poison on it. But they couldn't put it because it would go right in down and she would die. So basically this thing's just growing. And he said, I watched me as a Baptist and other Baptist colleagues that went to this meeting. Watch P.C. Nelson walk up. To this woman and reach over there and grab that tumor with his hand and said, I curse you in the name of Jesus and pulled it right off the side of her head. And the doctors ran up and they looked and they said, my God, that skin's just like baby skin. P.C. Nelson had a change of theology, amen? And he didn't do that through a gift of the Spirit he did it through straight authority in the name of Jesus. We're going to have to get a revelation of who we are, what we have, and what we can do. Wow. My. You see, I begin to read after these people and I begin to look. God wants us up here. The giants, they walked up here. They were just ordinary men. Wigglesworth was ignorant and unlearned. Went to work at age six in the factories in England. Didn't learn to read and write till after he married his wife. She taught him how to read the Bible. He was born again. And then he said after he learned to read the Bible, he picked a magazine up in some place he was and read it. And said when he put it down, he said, I'll never read another magazine. He said, I felt dirty after reading that magazine. And he said, I never feel dirty when I read the Word of God. Oh, my time's getting away. So I begin to read these guys. I begin to read these guys. And I begin to say, where are they today, Pastor Greg? They're out there. Elijah said, I'm the only one. Oh, no, no, no. They're out there. Everybody say they're out there. There's, there, there's, there's people out there. We, we may not know their names, but God told me coming in, my wife was doing what she does so well as we travel, and she was in the third heaven over in the seat beside me. Amen? And she, I'm sure she was interceding for me while we were driving in on Tuesday night. And the Lord just quickened in my spirit. He quickened that we are coming into a season. 
A season of creative miracles. A season of demonstration. A season of manifestation like the church has never known before. And we are now having to begin to to reclaim some ground that we lost. You remember, if you go to the 26th chapter of Genesis, you can read kind of what I'm talking about to a degree. Because Isaac came after Abraham. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Remember to bring me back there, babe. We had, a, we had an elder in the church we pastored in Texas. Last church we pastored. He passed away at 93. Powerful man of God. Came to Beeville, Texas and learned to fly planes. There was a Navy base there. Flied planes in World War II. After he finished flying, he moved to California. Picked up a young lady he met in Beeville. They married and started a carpet business. And he dyed carpets and hung drapery for John Wayne... May West and all of those Hollywood people. I mean, this guy, he, he looked like a movie star himself. He wasn't very big, but he was an athlete, played football. He was incredible. But, but far beyond the natural things he did, he was a man that would spend many nights praying all night long. At the end of the service, because I was so keenly aware of the anointing on him, I would say his name was Harold Ellsworth, but his dad called him Buster. And so that just got shortened over the years. Everybody called him Brother Bus. And I'd say, Brother Bus, you got something? And when he would step up and walk up, I was like, Ooh. And he would begin to speak by the Spirit of God. And I noticed something. Brother Bus passed away. In the season before that, we really never fought many battles. We didn't, didn't have much trouble, did we? Didn't have much trouble at all. But when Brother Bus died... All hell broke loose. Why? Because Brother Bus had put a covering over that church. He was a giant. Anytime a covenant man or woman dies, that's when the enemy rushes in. Abraham died. He walked with God. He was after God's word, his will, and his way. And when Abraham died, the Philistines came and stopped up all the wells. And we went, we went into some battles. I didn't recognize it at the time that it was because Brother Bus wasn't there. See, sometimes, sometimes we're walking tall, spitting cotton and shooting fire out of our fingers, praying for folks. And it's the result of these warriors out here in prayer that have prepared an atmosphere and brought a covering so we can do what we do. And then I thought about it. Oral Roberts died. Billy Graham died. We said goodbye to men like Kenneth Hagin in the early 03. You see all of these things. But when Oral and Billy passed, our nation went. There was a covering that those men of God had. Like him or not, Brother Hagin's own son-in-law said, having prayed with many, many great giants in the faith, he said Oral Roberts would get into the presence of God faster than any man of God that he ever had the privilege to pray with. It was just like, whoop. With the vacancy of those giants, the enemy begins to come in strong. 
God said, in this season, there are men that folks have never heard of, women that folks have never heard of, that are getting ready to elevate and getting ready to come out of the shadows. Churches that seemingly have just been marking time that are going to emerge on the scene of their city as a place like Azusa where the glory of God is going to be in operation. God said, now is the time that there is going to be a resurrection of the giants, you see, those of us. I was coming into Tulsa. I believe it was 2021. I was coming in from Broken Arrow. I believe I'm pointing the right way. Maybe not. Which way? Is that the right way? I'm coming in from Broken Arrow. And I haven't even made it in yet. Just came off of the speed change, you know, where you're going 80 and you got to slow down. And the Lord said to me, giants used to live in this city. And I knew immediately Oral Roberts, Kenneth Hagen, T.L. Osborne, just three. And I'm like, yeah. I've been studying about these giants. See, a giant's not somebody who just touches a city, but they touch the world. We're still talking about them, and they are been gone for, Wigglesworth's been gone since 1947. And then he followed it up with this, Pastor Greg. He said to me, who's going to fill their shoes? He took me back to that old George Jones song. Who's going to stand that tall? And then he said this to me. Will you be the next Kenneth Hagin? Well, I could never be Kenneth Hagin. Who told you that? Who told you you can't be the next Dora Roberts? Who told you you can't be the next T.L. Osborne? Who told you you can't carry a mantle like Catherine Kuhlman? Or like Amy Simple McPherson. Who told you you couldn't wear a mantle like Maria Woodward Edder? Who told you? That's what God said to Adam. Who told you these things? God said, now's the hour that we must begin to say, here am I, Lord, I'll do it. I'll step up. I'll do what you want me to do. Amen? Amen. Wow. I heard the Holy Ghost say, it's in your DNA. Stop denying your DNA. Stop going against the stream. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Very simply, I don't have time. I already preached my time out. But this scripture says this after they, after they said the giants are cheering us on. They're cheering for the next generation. Philippians 1.6, he which hath begun a good work in you. There was an anointing to start this church, but there is anointing in this hour to finish. Who's going to step up and say, put that end time anointing on me? Right? They're cheering us on. They're cheering us on. Verse 2 says, keep your eyes on Jesus who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it. So I began to look at the DNA trail. And I saw something about Jesus very simply. I can't preach it all. You're going to have to dig it in there and look at yourself. But I saw this in, in the third chapter of Luke and in the fourth chapter of Luke, the third chapter of Matthew and the fourth chapter uh, of Matthew. You see two components in the life of Jesus that was also found in the life of Paul, James, and John. You find it in the life of Wigglesworth and John G. Lake and Catherine Kuhlman. And all of these people, you find these same two threads working. And then there's a third one I'm going to call your attention to. When you look at Jesus, in John 3, he's baptized in the river, 30 
years old and the Holy Spirit as he comes up sets on him in the form of the dove for the first 30 years of his life he was just Jesus the carpenter but now something came on him something made him different the DNA in him was awakened amen and he began to arise out of that water understanding I'm a man on assignment I'm a man on a mission my life does not belong to me my life belongs to God and now I'm going to step into that which God's called me to do and immediately we see the Bible says he was led by the spirit in the fullness of the spirit to the wilderness right two things there he was led by the spirit but he went in the fullness of the spirit everybody say fullness of the spirit he goes to the mountain of temptation and the Bible says in Matthew he fasted 40 days and nights and was tempted 40 days and nights Luke says he fasted 40 days and was tempted three times that it gives us lust of the flesh eyes and the pride of life don't have time to talk about all of that other than every time he was tempted he defeated the devil not by going you speaking in tongues that the devil ain't going to do you any good Devil ain't leaving because you shot ha 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 ha. Jesus said, It is written. And you find all three times he was tempted, Satan trying to find a place to get a hold of his life, Jesus resisted by the word. So there's two key components you find in what Jesus did to cause him to do what he did so effectively. And in great victory, he was full of the word and he was full of the spirit. And he stayed full of the word and he stayed full of the spirit. I'm telling you tonight, in these two components right here is everything you need to become everything you're called to be but if you are a casual reader of this book and if you don't get around to it and you never open it up and you hardly look at it you don't have a snowball's chance of ever being close to what God has for you and ever seeing success when the enemy comes in like a flood you're going to have to get this. If you look at the armor of God, which I don't have time to preach about, but the armor of God starts off by girding your loins with truth. That is really, you want to give me the paraphrase of what does it mean to gird your loins with truth? It means to take God's word and hide it in your heart. That's what girding your loins with truth looks like. you got to hide it in your heart. you got to hide it because every other piece of that armor is going to be discovered by this word. you got to hide it in your heart. you got to know what it says. You don't have time to go look it up when the battle's on. you got to be armed and ready you got to be locked and loaded you got to know that you know and when you get to the tail end of the armor the bible said the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit i listened to one person say really in the in the greek it should have been translated with all but uh, praying always with all prayer and supplication being led by the spirit because praying in the spirit comes under the category of praying with all prayer do you see word in everybody say word in and the Bible says those five pieces of defensive armor against the enemy starts with the word in your heart through the eye gate and the ear gate. And it finishes off praying always with all prayer. The sword of the spirit is the word that you put in your heart coming out of your mouth. It's authority. Jesus came out with the word that was hid in him. 
You want to do like Jesus? You want to be somebody that walks where the giants walk? You're going to have to hide the word in your heart. You're going to have to love this book. You're going to have to start your day in the morning with this book. You're going to have to find a break in the middle of the day to read some more of the book. You're going to have to read this book before you go to bed at night. you got to fall in love with the book more than you do Duck Dynasty and more than you do uh, you know, Street Outlaws and more than you do. Are you listening to me? Full of the word. This is real simple. This is so simple. It can't be that easy. The man that wrote the biography for Smith Wigglesworth, Stanley Forsman, said Wigglesworth was first a man of the word and second a man of the spirit. He raised over 23 people from the dead. Wow. 23 more than most of us in the room. My, my, my. Man, I'd love to be able to play the piano like this guy plays. The guitar like this guy plays. And then you ask him, do you have a piano? Mm-mm, no. Got a guitar? No. You don't really want to play. You taking lessons? No. You're just in love with the idea. And we got a lot of us that are in love with the idea of doing great things for God. But the bottom line is, Revelation 12, 12, the enemy comes down with great wrath because he knows his time's short. We're going to have to. We're going to have to get busy. We're going to have to, as I said here, we're going to have to um, we're gonna have to get on with it. Everybody say, follow the word. Follow the spirit. Matthew 5, 8 also says something that I'm going to finish with. Bible says those who are pure in heart will see God. This third thing I saw about these people. They were people of the word. They loved the word. They read the word. They consumed the word. They ate the word. Amen. Jesus said man will not live by bread alone but by every word. Not, not, not favorite word. Not just your favorite words but every word. Amen. Even the ones that are hard to swallow. Even the ones you don't want to hear. Every word. Every word. Every word. Every word. And they were full of the spirit. Full of the spirit. Wigglesworth said if you're full of the spirit you'll speak in tongues morning, noon, and night. And if you go days and days and weeks and weeks and never let that prayer language flow out, you might have been full, but you're presently not. You got to drink. You got to keep drinking. You got to drink and you got to keep drinking. Ephesians 5.18, be not drunk with wine where it is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. And we know from teaching that, that, that it talks continuation, but be being filled. Everybody say drink and keep on drinking. <clears throat> The third component of these individuals was that they were people that were separated. They lived what we call a holy lifestyle. In today's vernacular, in today's religious world, they would say, you are, you are, you are just putting religious bondage on people. Are we listening? See, now, Kevin, we've graduated to where we can do everything the world can. We can talk like them. We can go where they go. We can listen to the same stuff they listen to. Why? Because we've been washed by the blood and we're good to go. We don't even need to repent anymore. Because when we repented the first time, it covered what was coming anyway. Sounds like once saved, always saved on steroids. You're going to work your own salvation out. But when I saw Jesus, I don't, I don't think Jesus ever said, here, let me tell you this. 
there was these two hookers coming into it. Now, I don't think Jesus, I don't think Jesus, oh, you know, I don't think Jesus did that. I don't think Jesus got mad and said, boop, boop, boop. Oh, it's okay, guys, I'm under grace. If you will get full of the word and full of the spirit, you won't want to sin. You won't want to talk ugly. You won't want to live that way. The bottom line is this. Are we perfect? Heavens, no, we're not. That's why, that's why the blood is there. So that we so like Pastor Bob said, we're going to slip. We're going to fall. We're going to make mistakes. Amen. We're going to have those days. But there's a vast difference between slipping and falling like Pastor Bob did going up on the stage and somebody who premeditates slipping and falling. You get out of bed in the morning. Now you've got a lifestyle. So there's something about, and I got his book last night and I read the 10, 10, 10 pages on sanctification. Something we don't hear much about, is it? It is a definite but yet progressive thing. I like Pastor David E. Mice teaching on the tithe. And he defines the tithe and says in, from the Hebrew that that 10% is not for secular use. I didn't just read the tithe wasn't. I read I'm not. Come out from among them. Be ye separate. He read it yesterday. In the Father's house are many vessels. You choose what vessel you want to be by what? Purging yourself. I'm not preaching legalism. And I'm not preaching, uh, you know, oh, yeah, but I was under the weight of religion. And they're going, oh, no, no. I'm not up here listing what you can do and what you can't do. The Holy Spirit's in you. You already know when you did it, you shouldn't have done it. You don't need me to get up here and, I got a 50-point list the Lord gave me on the way in from New Mexico. I don't even need to do that. Because as soon as I got saved, as soon as I did something, brother, didn't we? As soon as we did something, we knew we did something. Yeah. Holy Spirit didn't condemn us. He quickened us and said, you're edging over toward the shadows. You're trying to get out of the light. You need to get a... See, conviction is the early warning sign. If you keep going that way, you're going to have trouble. See, people don't understand the difference between conviction and condemnation. We're not talking about Condemnation. And even if you did, Romans 8, 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to them here in Christ Jesus. Don't stop reading there. Because it goes on to say, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. It's only those who are walking after the Spirit that have no condemnation. If you're going to choose to walk after the flesh, you will have some. Amen. So I saw those three things. Time's up. Saw those three things. They were full of the Word. They were full of the Spirit. I, I, I've read Ever-Increasing Faith of Wigglesworth probably five, six, seven times. I had a whole bunch of excerpts I wanted to share with you tonight. Didn't make it. You need to get the book, Ever-Increasing Faith. Need to read it. Need to reread it. Wigglesworth, my, 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 my. I said, that's how I want to move and operate. Hallelujah. That's how I want to move and operate. I want to flow with God. I want to see power and manifestation. Amen? Stand up. Both of you. Hallelujah. Because God doesn't call one, he calls two. 
And what a work he is doing inside of both of you. As he is shaping and he is forming. And he is bringing you into a place in him. Where we won't tell where one of you starts or where one of you ends. For your hearts will be so knitted together as one. Each step you take will be in such unity because you're walking with Jesus, the Son. And God said, I will reveal unto you things that I am getting now ready to do. Couldn't bring them till this point, you see, because what he's spoken of already hadn't happened yet between the two of thee. But what a work God's done in you. And now he's getting ready to bring you through into the full measure of what he has for you. Oh, not to the finished product, but into the full measure. You'll see as the anointing begins to resound in both of thee. My, my, my. Revelation will come. Healing has happened inside of you. Wounds that were deep that the enemy sent to destroy you. He wanted to sever you and cut you off from this season now that is to be. But people stood in the gap and said, we won't let that happen. We will not let that be. And now, says the Lord, what God has done will be manifested openly by Jesus, the Son And it is so beautiful, so beautiful what God is getting ready to do. Not only in the two of you, but through your family, you see. God said, I won't let even one be left behind. So no more worry concerning those. For the Holy Spirit is moving even now. And delusion and deception is being broken by the power of Almighty God. And you'll see your seed, your seed shall know and walk also in this flow. Because God is faithful, you see. So, Lord, let this thing begin to break forth all around them. In Jesus' name. It's going to be as the days of heaven on earth, Kevin. Oh, my. Going to be like honeymoon (laughs) 2.0. Wow. As the two of you together begin to flow, people are going to say, y'all make me sick. Y'all just... Because of what God has done in your spirit, it's going to, oh, my, my, my. We're talking about needing an insulin shot because of all the sugar that's going to be flowing. (laughs) Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for what you started in them. And this is the season they've been waiting to come. Let it flow by Jesus the Son. Hallelujah. Glory. 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 Amen. Brent Rochelle, stand up. If you would, take hands together. Hallelujah. Amen. Before we leave tonight, can somebody give me one of those sugar prophecies over me and my wife? Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. My, 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 my. My, my, my. I see like a Stretch Armstrong doll. And I see it being pulled. I see it being stretched. And then I heard the Lord said, come up higher. 
Come up higher and I'll show you the rest. <laughs> For a like nobody knew what I just said. People aren't going to understand what you're getting ready to do. Don't worry about that because it's not for them to know. It's not for them to know. You are not bound by what people think. You're bound rather to obey God. So the Lord says to you, he stretched you and he's calling you higher, you see. And he's bringing transition to the both of thee. For you've been preparing for this for some time. And now God said everything is coming in line. You didn't manipulate it. You didn't manufacture it. You didn't try to do any of it. You just simply obeyed God. Now the Lord said watch what I'm getting ready to do. And be ready to step as I lead the two of you. And oh so glorious it will be as you obey God for this season now that is as, as upon the two of thee and it's going to be you won't have words to express it and declare you have to go over into the spirit to begin to release that pressure that's in there because you see God shifting you into your place. Yeah. Mando broso into your assignment. Yes. And I want to back off because I know you have folks from your church here. And I, I know in my heart they're already, their wheels are spinning saying, what is he saying to them? But, but you see, don't panic, y'all. Don't panic, y'all. Because God, God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. I said, God knows what he's doing. And when a word comes to the head, it flows down through the body. And when it comes down through the body, everybody gets blessed. Everybody comes up higher. Everybody walks into a new dimension. But God said he's getting ready to tell you all the rest of the story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, the rest of the story. Soon to come. Soon to come. Soon to come. But oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Whoa, wow, 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 wow. And I heard him say this. Effectual doors being open to you that you could not manipulate or manufacture by the flesh. This is from the Lord that these doors are opening wide to you. Be ready to go through them and you'll see. Now, can I kick it off with a funny? Hallelujah. Finish it off. Pedro said, all your wildest dreams will come true. That's what's fixing to happen. All of that which you knew was here, touch it right there. I don't want to get in trouble. Amen? All of your wildest dreams are getting ready to come true. All your wildest dreams are getting ready to come true. Because God said you've been faithful. You've been diligent. And you've been persistent. Now, watch what God does. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Give him a hand clap. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Woo. My, my, my. 
my, 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 my. Pastor Greg, Karen, stand up if you would. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Ma, 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 Yele mendere de beso son doloroso, yele mendere de beso kia yayanda, lambra nasa taya, ye ke pende ni ayayandoroboso, lebre maha ha ha I heard the Lord say a new frequency, a new frequency. It's taken me back to the old dial radio where, where things are coming to your God said a new frequency, a new frequency. He's getting ready to dial y'all in. He's getting, it's getting ready to dial in, dial in, dial in, dial in, dial. Oh, there it is, there it is, there it is, there it is. He's going to dial it in and revelation will rise from within and you're going to see so very clear and there will be no more anxiety or fear for this was a smoke screen of the enemy you see to keep your eyes off of that which you needed to see but the Holy Spirit says to you tonight 2023 the two of you in this house will take flight and it's going to be unprecedented you see the amount of momentum that's going to flow in this place to the two of thee and all you have to do is get your wings out you see and trust the Lord for what is getting ready to be because you see it's not because you desired it and thought and schemed to do these things for me but they were birthed in your hearts from the very beginning of what I had said unto thee and the mantle that you've wore you've only been operating pastors only in about 30% of the mantle that God put on you but he's getting ready to bring you on into that other 70 and you're going to have revelation you're going to see you're going to know you're going to flow you're going to move God said momentum is going to begin to hit this campus like it has never before and there's a transformation from your head to your feet as the spirit of God begins to make you complete and the head of the serpent that has tried to linger and hold on is cut off even now by the strength of God's mighty arm and your body is strong and it's well and it's whole and you'll never no longer go down this rabbit hole because the enemy will not have access you see because of the anointing of God that now manifests through the two of thee we prophesy for that 70% to begin to manifest that 70% to begin to flow that 70% to begin to cause the doors to open to flow it's going to be a reverse 
tornado. A tornado spins, catches, and throws, but you are going to be like a vacuum that's going to suck the blessings of God towards you, toward this house, toward this city, toward this region. The glory of God shall be in manifestation, and that which has begun, the devil will not stop, you see, but you'll step into the full measure of everything at the very beginning that he spoke would be. Hallelujah. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Nembre este. Nambra basa. Lambre ese. Stonga desetene manda da base. Lombre nesekete. Rise up. Rise up. Rise up. Rise up. And possess the land through the width of it, the depth of it, height of it, and length of it. For the Lord shall go before you. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, mighty God. Limbre? <laughs> Eyes not seen it, ears not heard it, hadn't entered into their heart that which I prepared for them that love them. But this is the hour that I'm revealing it. I'm opening wide the curtain so you can see everything that I've decreed concerning each of thee. No more looking through the glass darkly and wondering what could it be? Is it this? Is it that? What is God really saying to me? For with clear ears my church shall begin to hear and with clear eyes they shall begin to see. Oh, because you see now, now, mombre es en día y andando longrese que tele baranisi shadando lomenoso toyata. Every piece is being moved into position. Oh, yeah. Mande genemenese functioning at the highest potential capacity. Mando rosoto yengeneste yanda. And the church shall be earmarked by liberty. The church shall be earmarked by joy. The church shall be earmarked by power. And the church shall be earmarked by victory. And the enemy will not be able to overcome anymore. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> Bob, Leela, does that get that right? I heard the Lord say, you're going to be coming and going and going and coming and coming and going and going and coming and coming and going and going and coming. Amen? Because of the gift that's on you. But there's new doors that's going to open, new opportunities that will present itself, you see. And God said, you're going to raise up an army that will go forth with thee. And then I see that army beginning to go. Oh, my. And they're going to, from this house, begin to flow. 
And you're just going to be like the general that says, over there, you see, and over there, and over there. See, the time, the time is short, and the ministry God has placed on you now is going to begin to blossom. My, 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 my. Oh, my, 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 my. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Yep, 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 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, the Lord's heard it. The Lord heard it. The Lord heard it. You talked about it. You prayed about it. You've discussed it. You've said it. What about this? What about that? What about this? All of that was there from the voice of God and the heart of God. And God's going to put flesh on it. God's going to put flesh on it. And everybody's going to see what you've been carrying in your spirit. For this is the time for it to happen. 2023 is going to be... It's going to be an explosion inside of you. Inside of the ministry God's given you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <clears throat> My brother back here in the blue. Yes, you. Amen. There's a new mantle coming upon you. A quickening of the Holy Spirit. You're going to run faster than you've ever run. You're going to work with more, with more stamina than you've ever worked. I'm not saying you're going to work harder. I'm just saying with more stamina. And you're going to move quicker than you've ever moved. With results at a scale that you've never seen because of what God is breathing into you. There's some partnerships that God's going to bring and some open doors into some areas you've been praying about for a while and you're just saying, God, 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 and you've prayed, God said these things will open soon to you. And when you go in, it's going to be like dominoes falling. It's going to be like things that's taken you years to build a network. When you go through these doors, it's going to domino so quickly because God said there's not time for all of that to take. God's going to connect, 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 connect. And the Lord's going to take you to places that that you're going to have influence. That's how it's going to happen. You're going to go before people of great influence that's going to knock doors open. And I mean just with a word, doors will swing wide. And it'll be like, wow, wow. It's going to be like an ushering type of thing. And all you got to do is just be obedient because you've already done your prayer work. Now you just need to be ready to walk in to it. Amen. I'm hearing that. 2023. How many pastors are in the house? Raise your hand up. Pastors, pastors. Amen. 2023. Amen. 2023. 2022 was a, 2020 was a year of, of great, you know, is like a gut punch. Amen. 2023, all the breasts coming back. All the breasts coming back. We're going to recover what's been lost. You're going to recover what has not come back to yet. You're going to recover it. You're going to see it, but you're not just going to recover, but you're going to go over and above and beyond it. That's what 2023 is going to look like. Amen. It was a good move you did to do what you did because you see, you're going to see this house filled. Now, I don't know what your next plan is, but 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 pastors, your houses are going to fill up. And I'm on board with Pastor Greg. Amen. God is going to give you the, the, the ability to dream over and beyond. Amen. You had a dream for the other side of that house. I don't know what God's going to say but he's going to bring great growth great growth to you and to break the ceiling that's been over you amen now i'm going to be real straight up and honest you're not going to do it exactly like you are now god's going to tweak the two of you there's going to be it's not it's not it's, you've made it where you are the way you the way god instructed you to go but there's some instruction coming and you're going to tweak some things and you're going to tweak them and as you do and then you're going to see you're going to go up to the next 
level. Amen? You're going to see it. You're going to see it. You're going to see it. And so, brother, get ready. Supernaturally. Supernaturally. God will cause it to be. And it's going to be crazy because you're not going to be looking to make it happen. You're just going to be obeying God in your normal steps that he leads you. And then you're going to say, we're here. We're there. We're there. This is it. This is it. This is it. Great miracles used to flow through you frequently. And you've gone through a season. They've not stopped flowing. But you've gone through a season where they've not been as dramatic or dynamic. But that anointing's coming back because God said, where he's taken you, there has to be that manifestation of the miracle power flowing through thee. So, lepre nesetea. You've got some men you've studied that you admired deeply and greatly. And you said, wow, God, wow. And you were attracted to them because the Holy Spirit attracted you to them. Why? Because that same DNA is in you. And you're now coming into the season where that same DNA will be released through you. And God said, the best is yet to come. And you've not seen seen, you've not seen the full magnitude of it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen? Stand up. Like a river flowing up wide and flowing up high. It's time now for you to walk into the measure that God has placed on you from on high. Lombre yandando yende with joy. Joy. Joy, you're going to be a joy spreader. Lembre nese, oh yeah, yamanase kende nege nene manda da basso sondolo gunche nekete ningreestea. Thank you, Lord. 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 If you need healing in your body, stand up right now. If you need healing in your body, anybody need healing, just stand up right where you are. Don't even need me to lay hands on you. Just stand on your feet. Amen. I long for the day we say that nobody stands up. Amen. But until then, we're going to continue to speak the word. We're going to continue to believe God. Hallelujah. Amen. The anointing is here. Stretch your hands. If you're close enough to somebody, reach over and touch them. Amen. Right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, we speak it. We decree it and we declare it. Healing belongs to them. Backs are being healed. Knees are being healed in the name of Jesus. Stomach disorders are being healed. Neurological problems are being healed in the name of Jesus. God's rewiring some people in your brain system. God is rewiring you and those issues aren't going to be there. Some of you are back emotions that flip from one side to the other. God's going to rewire that and you're not going to have these incredible high highs and these terrible low lows and you're going to see that God puts everything back into, into perfect order. In perfect order in Jesus' name. Chronic headaches are being healed in the name of Jesus. Irregular heartbeats are being healed in the name of Jesus. Lung problems are being healed in the name of Jesus and there's some folks here tonight you got skin problems you got rashes on your body uh, you know dermatology problems we'll say it that way God is healing you somebody you've been fearful of a mole that you have on you that looks bad God is taking care of that situation even now and someone who battles skin cancer melanoma and you've had it removed there's been a fear because of some things that it's coming back but God's anointing 
anointing is moving over that as well. In the name of Jesus, healing is the children's bread. And Father, we release that anointing now. We release it now and we say be healed in the name of Jesus. We say be healed in the name of Jesus. We say your body be whole in the name of Jesus. We say any tumors have to go, any lumps have to go, any cysts have to go in the name of Jesus. If, if you're here tonight, ladies, and you're having problems with ovarian cysts that raise up and then rupture and it's a cycle, God is healing your body in the name of Jesus and that's not going to be. There's also a woman here that you're having trouble, not trying to be graphic, but, the, but, your, but your flow is, is just all out of whack. God is regulating your body tonight and the doctors haven't been able to get it right but God's putting it right tonight. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Somebody in their ear. It seems your right ear you've lost hearing or it feels stopped up or there's some nerve damage. God's healing your ear right now. Some of you didn't stand that needed to because you just weren't dealing with it this moment but God's touching you as well. So Father, we thank you for that healing anointing that's flowing now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So be it. 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 Just receive your healing. Just receive your healing. If you received it, now just lift your hands up and start thanking God for it. Start thanking God for it. Amen. Start thanking God for it. It'll be no more. It'll be no more. It'll be no more. It'll be no more. For the anointing of God kicks it outside the door. The healing virtue flows from your head to your feet. To the tips of your toes, you'll be complete. Every symptom cannot manifest any longer in you because the word of the living God is driving it completely out of you. So we thank you, Lord. Healing is the children's bread. And the life of God, Father God, flows from the top of her head. Yeah, yeah, there it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. Come on, give him some praise. Give him some praise. Give him some praise. <clears throat> my, 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 my. How many of you is ready to walk with the giants? Are you ready to walk with the giants? Amen. Hallelujah. This couple right here. Amen. Yes, you too. You married? Amen. I'm, I'm trying to hook people up that aren't even married. Stand up. God's timing is perfect. And just because you haven't seen things happen just yet, don't be deceived into believing God's not at work. He is. And the Lord says he has been at work for a good little bit here. And it's going to spring forth. And it's going to spring forth quickly and it's going to be bigger and it's going to be better and it's going to be greater than you even ask you see because he always does exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think and God said this is not the ceiling this is just a prove me thing to stretch you because God said I got some things for the two of you and this is just a learning thing you see it's not big at all it's just a learning thing and God's bringing you through and he's stretching you and I'm telling you 2023 
2023, if you will hear what the Lord is saying, if they give out perfect, if they give out an award for most improved in 2023, this couple's going to be right in the running because God is going to elevate you quickly and he's going to move you quickly into the areas that he's prepared for you. But this thing you've been praying about, get ready. It's going to happen. You're going to have a good Christmas. You're going to have a really good Christmas. And it's going to be just the beginning of many, many things that God is doing for the two of you. Amen? You receive it? Come on, give the Lord a hand clap. Yeah! Yeah! Hallelujah! 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 Isn't it good? My, my, my. Hadn't this meeting been good? Oh, my, 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 my. Sometimes there's just not enough words, is there? Amen. I stand amazed at a 17-year-old kid who had dropped out of high school his junior year with four F's and two D's. Flunk Jim, brother. What an athlete. Well... You can't pass Jim if you won't suit up. And I wouldn't suit up. I wanted to make money and got a job as a janitor. I was packing the bucks away. Amen. Everybody say, but God. But God. Say it again. March 22nd, 1981. My brother had gotten saved about three weeks before me. My grandma had prayed, and my wife's daddy, who was our pastor, called her out on a Sunday night and said, Sister Reed, God's heard your prayer and seen your tears. Your family's getting ready to come in one by one. In February of 1982, my brother was one. He was dancing on a dance floor in Wichita, Kansas. And I mean, he was John Travolta, man. I mean, platform shoes. He had the suit. I mean, how do you do that? I can't do it. He was a dancing machine, man. And he was dancing. And he's on the dance floor. Grandma prayed. She didn't tell us all we were going to uh, get saved. She just knew she had a word from God. Thank the Lord for it. He's dancing on the dance floor. And he hears a voice say to him, you need to go to church. And he asked the girl, did you hear that? She said, hear what? Nothing. And they go back to dancing, you know. And he's tearing it up out there. I don't know what they were dancing to. But, but he hears the voice again. You need to go to church. And he said, did you hear that? She said, hear what? And he said, oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. And they go back to dancing. And then all of a sudden, you need to go to church. And he turned around to look to see who was sneaking up behind him and saying that. And he said, did you hear that? She said, hear what? You need to go to church. And she left him on the dance floor. <laughs> see, him and I. Had been to many watch night services because mom and dad would go to New Year's parties and we got shipped to grandma's house and grandma went to church. Amen. And so he called grandma up and said, I'm coming. The next Sunday he got saved, got saved, got born again. Amen. And all the places, pastor, he was getting me and I was only 17, but he knew the guys at the door and they just go on in. Amen. Now I can't get in and I'm mad at him because I can't get in. He's the one that led me over there and now I can't get in. And so he tells me, he tells me, brothers, he told me, Kevin, he said, you need to go to church, brother. I said, why? He said, you're going to go to hell. And I thought, I'm 17. I've got till I'm 80 to get things right. Then he comes back a little bit. We rode to work every day together. He said, you need to go to church, brother. I said, why? He said, because the rapture could happen. That had me a little nervous. You know, 88 reasons why. Come on. He's coming back in 88. 
That didn't move me. So what did he say to me, Pastor Brent? He said, Kevin, you got to go to church. I said, why? He said, there are girls everywhere. I said, I'll be there. <laughs> and I showed up March the 22nd, 1981, had on my red and white and blue goose down vest, amen. Had my hair all combed back, all my zits popped, are you listening? 17 years old, I go strolling in, amen. You can tell by the way I walk, I'm a woman's man. No time to talk, amen. I'm rolling into the church, you know. And when I walked in, it was like Moses up on the mountain looking out across the promised land. It was a land filled with milk and honeys. Amen. There was girls everywhere. Red and yellow, black and white and brown and tall and short and black hair and blonde hair and brown hair and, and red hair. Oh, they were everywhere, man. And it's, it was like going to a, a, a buffet. Are you listening? And I'm like, Wow, brother, why didn't you tell me this three weeks ago? <laughs> and I'm looking and I'm thinking, who's the lucky girl? And I see this blonde-haired girl singing in the choir, and I said, you won the lottery, amen? <laughs> and I thought, I just, surely this will be over pretty quick hour and a half or so and I'm going to introduce her to the best thing she's ever met I didn't think much about myself amen and while I was sitting there I began to watch the joy I began to watch the people worship I began to feel something in my heart and man I tell you uh, by the time we got to the end of the service my heart was and I said if he gives anybody a chance to come forward to get saved I'm gone I'm going down that aisle, and I'm just sitting there, boom, 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 boom. Didn't have watches to tell you how fast it was beating, but it was beating fast, and it was beating hard. And the pastor said, if you don't know Jesus tonight, come down to this altar. I was the first one up. It was like a wedding. You know, at the wedding, everybody turns to see the bride when she comes in. I got up, and I was like, I was doing the ugly cry. <laughs> they heard me coming and everybody's looking to see who is this coming down the aisle. Ooh, how? I, I hit that altar and I was there. I don't know how long, but when I got up from there, I was changed, man, from death to life. Amen. From, from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of God's dear son. Wow, I got up from that bench that night, and I mean, wow, the sky was, the stars were brighter, the, the air was cleaner, and man, man, I also met my wife sitting right there. She was that blonde-headed girl, amen? And my life transformed, and I told the Lord this, if you can do anything with my life, I don't know if you can, 17 years old, high school dropout, can you do anything with my life? I didn't just give him my heart that day. I gave him my life. Amen. A few months later, my pastor, my wife's daddy said to him, God can only use, son, what you give him. You need to go back to school. And I said, I can. I've already bought a car. I already had stuff on credit. I lied about my age. I was working at a factory with the grown men. I was only 17. Told him I was 18. I couldn't go back to school because I, I, I had to have a job that paid good money, pay for that nice car I had. Are you listening? 
So I went down when they did the GED test. I didn't even study. Didn't even study. Went down, passed it with an A minus. But here I am now, 37 years later, traveling all over the United States, been to many countries around the world, not as many as some of the brethren in the room, but to many countries around the world. And I think, wow, for those of you who are sitting there and you've never tapped into what God has for your life, I'm telling you there is a wealth of opportunities out there where you are going to know joy being in the center of God's will that you'll never know sitting on the sidelines and watching everybody else. I challenge you tonight to say, I'm going to be one of those that's going to walk with the giants. I'm going to walk with God like Noah did and Abraham did and amen and all of the patriarchs and all of the New Testament saints and all of the men that we know and women of this generation. Because I'm telling you, God's ready to take you someplace you've never been before. Do you believe that? Come on and give him a hand clap tonight in the room. Pastor. I think I broke the clock. If you're here and you've never met Jesus as Savior, I can't, I can't close this without doing that. That would be a shame. If you're here tonight and your heart is not where it needs to be with God, I don't like to have people bow their heads. I don't want to sneak you in the back door. Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father. If you're here tonight and you know, you know that there's something in your heart that's blocking you between, between that and being everything God wants you to be, and you want to get your life right with God. Would you raise your hand and let us pray with you? I think this would be the greatest thing to do on the last night of this meeting. Is to see some folks, if they're here, to come forward and to surrender their heart to the Lord. Anybody? Anybody? Amen? Bless you, sir. Amen? Come on. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else if you're here? Anybody else if you're here? Thank you, mighty God. If you're here, anybody else before we, before we close this and give it back to Pastor? Amen. Would you all stretch your hand toward this young man? Hallelujah. I'm going to pray for you, sir, and then I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And you just mean it with all your heart. And it doesn't matter if you've been up here before. If your heart's troubled tonight and if you're not sure about where your heart is, then, then, then this is the, you need to be here. Amen. So stretch a hand toward him. Father, I pray for this young man tonight in the name of Jesus. And I thank you that he will transition tonight, Father, from death to life. He will come completely out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. And any tentacles that the enemy has upon his life will be broken. Because by the authority of the name of Jesus and the power of the Holy Ghost, we release him tonight, Father God, from the assignments of the enemy that have been launched against him. That he goes free tonight, Father God, not just for an hour or for a minute or for a few seconds, but he goes free once and for all, never to be in captivity again to these things. And so we thank you, Lord, for the life of God now that is getting ready to be fully released into him from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Say this tonight, sir, and everybody in the room with him. Say, Father God, I boldly come tonight in Jesus' name, and I boldly Confess you, Jesus, as my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and into my life. I hold nothing back. I give you all my past, my present, and my future. It's all yours. 
from this night forward, I'll live for you. I'll serve you. And I will be everything that you have created me to be. Thank you, Lord, for hearing me, receiving me, forgiving me, and making me every bit new in Jesus' name. Now, come on and rejoice with him tonight. Hallelujah. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, Pastor, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Amen. Give, give your pastors and all of those that help with worship and everybody that cooked food and has served all of the children's workers and everybody that's helped to put this conference on. Tonight I have a lake church cup. I suppose this was me, right? Amen. Can I take it home with me? Amen. I didn't get a superhero cup. That's all right. Amen. But we're, we're not, we're not going to go Marvel. We're going to go toward the Star Trek industry now. 2023, we're going to do what they used to say on every episode. We are going to go boldly where we've never gone before. How many of you believe that? Give the Lord a hand clap as pastor comes. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Amen. We're just grateful to God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And if you want some of those uh, love sexy prayers that uh, the Varnells got, I'm sure for a nominal fee, he'll, he'll do that as well. Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody is envious and jealous over that prayer over there. Amen. <laughs> God is good. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. It's been a wonderful time. I want to thank the Stronghold and uh, for coming and doing our worship this week. It's just been absolutely wonderful. Thank you, Rochelle. Amen. So grateful to have all of the wonderful ministers that came through and uh, thankful for Bob Yandian. Hallelujah. Thank for David and Shonda being with us. It's just great to have family. Amen. And uh, just grateful to have all these wonderful ministers. I, you know, of course, the powers are, I'm a powers. Amen. And I'm very, very blessed. And to have Uncle Steve there. It's just so wonderful to have Steve and Letha there. So grateful to have all these wonderful, powerful ministers. We count it an honor. So I'm going to dismiss you in the name of the Lord. And kiss your children's worker when you see them. In the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. You're dismissed. Praise the Lord.